everybody welcome back to the dual screens cross play podcast i'm one of your hosts steven fontana and with me he's over there he's over there he's over there he's andy asimakis how are you andy how's it going steven oh it's going man it's going yeah Yeah, i went went to a bowl game yesterday which is which is why we're not we didn't record this yesterday we're recording this on a wednesday and recording it live on twitch.tv slash dual screens tv uh i no that's not right dual screen streams well that's not right at all um yeah, so I took the day off today because, I mean, when you go to a ball game and it takes an hour and a half to get home by train, I got home pr- close to like one mm-hmm. and uh, I went to bed and I was like, you know, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to do it. So I, I put this date in the calendar a while ago, um, but you know, it was good times. I had a good, good. time with some friends, friends I haven't seen in a long good. time, um, but yeah, just, you know, doing the thing, doing the thing. Um, I was a little mind blown oh, last night. Your bl- your mind I, had I, been blown. I I learned something about a very old game that I grew up okay. with that okay. I had no idea was a thing. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you a really simple question. Okay. Just don't think about it too much. Just okay. tell me what you do know. Okay? okay. What is the plot line to Zelda to the Adventure of Link? The Quick. plot line. The plot. What's the story? What's the setup? What's going on the, in that game? The princess is in a in a forever slumber. Uh-huh. And you must find the triforce of, of yes. whatever. Sure. To put the powers together to right. fight the, right. with the spell holding her uh, sure. under Great. the sleeps. Yeah. Okay. You're there. Okay. It's, it's, you almost have it. Okay. So that's what I thought was the story, too. Princess okay. Zelda fell into a deep slumber. Go get the triforce and prove your worthiness. Right. So you fight your shadow at the end of the game, and then you revive her, and then all is well in Hyrule. Right. Correct? Correct. Sure. I learned last night that that is almost a story mm. with one with one as an asterisk. There's a caveat. The the Zelda that's asleep in that game uh-huh. is the original Zelda from like a bajillion years ago. So there's two Zeldas in that game at the same exact time. Okay. So apparently, Link, who's been gone for three years, Only he has like years. the he has like the little triforcey symbols on his palm or his hand or his right. wrist or right. his right. balls right. or the fuck it is, and it like starts to shimmer and glitter like he's a vampire in Twilight, and then he's like, "Yo, old people in Hyrule, what's this all about?" And then they're like, "Oh, there's a door that matches that symbol. Let's go see what that door is." And he like does a little like scan like a credit card scan thing yeah 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 yeah. and the door opens up and current zelda link and some old bitch find original og zelda sleeping Uh uh-huh and the idea that two zeldas at the end of this game are walking around Uh uh-huh totally blows my mind that's a weird cross of uh that's a weird cross of uh timelines right yeah and apparently like there was some curse put on the OG Zelda and her brother, the prince, was so upset he decreed that every princess was named Zelda after her because he fucked okay. up to get her all sleepy, sleepy. Right. So right. I was like, shit, I never knew. So now I've actually ordered the Zelda 2 manga because I want to read it. Okay. And get the full story. Yeah. I'm like that into it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it? I thought Skyward Sword was the furthest yeah. back in the timeline yes well this was written before and you know there's like eight timelines in zelda there's like, well, like yeah. a time there's like a timeline if link dies in ocarina of time that i think becomes what is the og zelda series like the dark timeline the dark future oh, oh, of link oh. so there's a bunch of weird shit i think there's like three distinct timelines in zelda that exist oh boy 
We are nerds. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the internet's number one gaming news podcast starring two people you've never heard of, probably. The show records live on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams and is up as an audio podcast for your listening pleasure on your favorite podcast service of choice, including our home, podbean.com. And it goes up on YouTube 24 hours after we record it on Twitch at youtube.com slash dual screens T. Yeah, please subscribe. We have like 700 plus subscribers inching slowly to a thousand. Let's get us there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hopefully by year's there. end. Hopefully We're by year's there. end. Yes, and if you want to support us with your hard-earned dollar bills, y'all, you can go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and we want to thank our three Patreon producers for supporting us. That's Vegas Girl on Fire, FNH Paul, and Colton, the Apprentice nestler we can't continue to grow grow without all of your support and i can't continue to play gaming andy i can't play, can't play mm. any games right now because mm-hmm. i want to finish biomutant and let's slide right into the adventures in gaming 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 boy you're like committed to that one i yeah i just i'm just i, I want to play I, it i just want to get appreciate in you. it's on my screen right here mm-hmm. uh it's the pause menu um mm-hmm. i have just beaten the third beast thing mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool. The game is starting to, it's starting to, to kind of show what it could have been like a little bit more overtly because like you, you go into this, this battle with the third thingamabobble and it's all an underwater fight and you're in this like underwater mech machine thing, shooting missiles, dodging attacks and like, oh man, I wish there was an underwater component to this game, but not like three quarters of the way through the game. Like it's it's one of those circumstances where you get these powers or these abilities or these things open to you and you know that you're like pretty close to the end of the game. I mm-hmm. wish these things happened a little earlier so that you can like actually explore and enjoy. But the other thing that I've noticed is that they chose to make some of these side missions where you go into like underground mm-hmm. uh, bomb shelters or whatever. Um, they could have done something really cool with those. Because they make them, there's one that they made pretty big. I don't, I forget which one it is, but it was pretty big and it felt like a dungeon to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it would be really cool if if they continue this series, they use like proper Zelda-like dungeons. Mm. And right now it's just like, oh, go through these three rooms, climb the ladder, kill the guy. Oh, now you got the suit, the, the radioactive suit, which you don't even need because you can just pump points into radioactive uh, defense, right, and, right, right. Which is what I did. I have a hundred and everything, so I don't need any of these dumb suits. So, like, you don't need that. But like, that's something they could really exp- uh, exp- expound on. Uh, they could make that a uh, pretty cool thing. But anyway, I, I'm still enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really all I've been playing. Like, I, I, right. I can't think of anything like new i have i have a lot of stuff on my plate for the for the rest of this week of new mm-hmm. new things so hopefully right. we could talk about that next week what have you been playing so i had a i imposed a very strange uh challenge on myself recently mm-hmm. i was like i want to play an entire game start to finish on game pass on the cloud streaming shit on my android phone okay what can i play that's, that's quite the flow lend, chart. right that lends itself to those kind of restrictions so i was like an rpg you know, even if it slows down in the whole streaming process, it's not that it's bad. Not a big turn-based, deal. Right. turn-based, it can handle a little chug along here and there. So I started playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I liked it so much. I was like, I really can't play this game on my phone anymore. It's like mm. a huge disservice. So I put it down and it was on sale on PSN and I bought it for PS5. And this is, oh my God, Steven, it's my game of last year, this year. That game is so magical. That's a good award. So let me tell you why. I'm going to give you two words. Okay. That will uh, explain to you why this is game of the year material. Please. Please tell me. Piss wizard. Piss wizard. Yep. There's an enemy. I've known known about this. (laughs) Called the piss wizard. Uh There's an enemy. I'll give you three words. Hungry, hungry, homeless is the name of an enemy. So I'm like trying to play the game, but there's so much distractions. Like there's a can collecting thing that you fight other homeless to collect cans. There's a Mario Kart thing that I'm also (laughs) playing. So it's just, I'm so, I'm like, 
in chapter five, like I'm 10 hours in. It's so fucking good. And I, I'm just itching to get back to it. It's, it's so unapologetically Japanese. Sure. Like the best way of putting it. That That is definitely yeah. the way to put it. I, I mean, I've watched plenty of streamers play that game and it looks oh. like a wild ride. <laughs> there's, there's summons yeah. that are, ca- that are called pound mates. Okay. Pound, pound mates. Uh huh. And you have to pay them to fight for you to summon them in battle. Right. And some only come up in uh, certain times of day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> hit us up with some indie news, Andy. Oh, my God. There's so much indie news this week. There is. All right. So first things first, one of my favorite games of recent memory, uh, Death Store, sold 100,000 units in its first week. I see everybody playing that game right now. So hell fucking yeah. Give those guys all your money. They're amazing ton of support i'm so glad that it's, it's selling so well and uh much deserved the game was incredible go buy it now um former guest of the show uh-huh split split gate is back in the indie news update that's right for its third consecutive week three weeks in a row folks <laughs> so the release has been pushed back due to the game being too popular it's broken yeah it's an actual yeah. headline yes it's 100 headline accurate. After millions of players swarmed to play this game, their servers went kaplooey. And like, you know what? We can't. We need more money. So they get a $10 million cash infusion from some unknown entity. An unknown benefactor. <laughs> right. And um, that got pushed back to like August or some shit. Um, I think August but yeah. 12th. But right. yeah, they... <sighs> It's so nice to hear people talking about a game that we had as a guest on the show and mm-hmm. nobody fucking listened to us when we told them to play Splitgate. And we have the foresight. I mean, we I know. we know we know good games. I mean, we knew we knew Fall Guys yep. before they were a huge thing. Yep. You know, Splitgate yeah. also. Yep. So you should trust we are influencers after the fact. Yes. I feel. <laughs> we are the we are literally the opposite of influencers. We're right. the uninfluencers. That's what we are. <laughs> uh, but that that's great news. Uh, we're hoping to get the, the team back on the show right. um, at some point, possibly after they finally, you know, they officially launch and they get through all their issues, uh, mm-hmm. their server issues. They did implement today a uh, queuing system that allows for a certain amount of new players to join and get into games at staggered. So it's it's not bombarding the servers mm-hmm. with a million people, but it's doing like 100,000 and then like you know, 25,000 more and then, you know, like whatever. And it's slowly adding to the capacity and they're going to see how much more they actually need on their server side to get this Mm -hmm. thing to run at their peak concurrent, which was Mm -hmm. apparently uncountable. They were not Mm -hmm. able to quantify that because the servers broke. So, but it's, they they said it was at least like a million. So, right. Something like that. So a lot of people playing the game. That's really good news. So, and the last bit of indie news is also yes. tied to a former guest on oh my. the show. So, oh my. listeners, every now and then, Steven sees something online. And he's like, this looks really dope. Can you, like, reach out and see if I can get that? Mm-hmm. Think, mm-hmm. If they can give us some of that action? This, months ago, mm-hmm. something appeared online in the limited run category mm. of merchandise that looked fucking phenomenal. Oh. And Steven was on the G chats, set them ablaze that day. He was like, no idea. This look, this looks dope. Can you please ask to can send us two of these things? Cause I would love to have one. And you know, most of the time when you ask for shit, I usually don't get it. Cause it's just how right. shit goes. Right. But oh, waiting on my doorstep. Oh my. When I, when I came back from the grocery shop the other day, was a little, was a little care package. <laughs> From some old friends. Oh. Some old friends at Tribute Games. Tribute, yes. And they sent me yes. some of this. <laughs> Panzer Paladin Switch. Yes. For those who are not seeing the video, this is the physical deluxe limited oh, edition I'm of so Panzer happy Paladin. Right now. It's a massive box. It has like, a, I think, a figures in there, yeah, a map. Can, yeah. It's like an NES cartridge. An it's NES so, cart. It's, yeah. It's so oh, fucking man. cool. Oh, this is so cool. So I cannot wait to give this to you oh, and watch man. you uh, unbox it. I, I got to write an email. Yeah. I got to write an email. That's fantastic. <laughs> Unless, of course, you you bought it and you're just lying. No, I, I, wouldn't, I, don't spend, I don't spend money on you. I don't spend money on you. <laughs> Good. That That is a fantastic 
surprise. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, well, we have some news to go into here. <laughs> um, man, where to start? Uh, so I get... here's the thing. Yeah. There's like, look at the structure of the news this week. Yeah. The last bit of news, you can either start with it or yeah. end with it. Well, it that's... depends how you want the flow of the show to go. Oh, oh, we you have should, we have a you guest. Should, you should we ask. Have, we, have a sh- we have a shirtless <laughs> guest. All right. So <laughs> I think we should start with the hell on Earth. All right. Let's start with the hell. Let's start with hell on I Earth. I ag- agree with you 100%. Indeed. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, Activision is shitty again. And by that we mean EA has is is breathing a sigh of relief that they are no longer considered the shittiest of them all. And you know maybe Ubisoft too. Like oh shit, good now it's on someone yeah, else's fucking somebody else to deal with. It. But in in I it sucks to even have to talk about shit like this. But there is a lawsuit uh, against Activision Blizzard detailing a long history of harassment and discrimination. This is from Game Informer from liana rupert um i'll just read a couple of things here um as detailed in the lawsuit documents found here they they have a link to it if you want to look at all these things the report alleges that activision blizzard has many women fending off quote unwanted sexual comments and quote being groped uh during what is being called a a cube crawl excuse me i wanted to say public three times uh In the office, women are subjected to cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Male employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. Um, according to the report, sexual harassment and misconduct even resulted in one woman committing suicide during a work trip with her supervisor who reportedly <sighs> brought butt plugs Fuck. and lubricant in hopes of coercing her into unwanted relations. This is, again, this thing just keeps getting more and more horrifying. Um, and he, here's some of the, I, I want to get Activision's statement here. Mm. I mean, it's pretty lengthy, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's important to know the headspace of the people trying to react to this thing. Right. Um, Game Informer reached out to Activision Blizzard spokesperson about the lawsuit and they responded with the following statement. We value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that, that offers inclusivity for everyone. There is no place in our company or industry or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. We take every allegation seriously and investigate all claims. In cases related to misconduct, action was taken to address the issue. The DFEH includes uh, distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past. We have been extremely cooperative with DFEH throughout their investigation, including providing them with extensive data and ample documentation, but they refused to inform us uh, what issues they uh, perceived. They were required by law to adequately investigate and to have good faith discussions with us to better understand and to resolve any claims or concerns before going to litigation, but they failed to do so. Instead, they rushed to file an inaccurate complaint, as we will demonstrate in court. We are sickened by the reprehensible conduct of the DFEH to drag into the complaint the tragic suicide of an employee whose passing has no bearing whatsoever on this case and with no regard for her grieving family. While we find this behavior to be disgraceful and unprofessional, it is, unfortunately, an example of how they have conducted themselves throughout the course of their investigation. It is this type of irre- ir- irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's businesses out of California. So now we're making this a political thing, in case you didn't catch mm-hmm. on to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the picture of the DFEH paints uh, is not the Blizzard workplace of today, but it's they're not denying that this wasn't the 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 conduct in question though mm-hmm. like that that's what they're you know they're saying that we're not this today we're not this today this is very weird right these um, are like 2013 yeah um that's over, like the year over the past several years right. and continuing since the in- initial investigation started we've made significant changes to address company culture uh mm-hmm. and reflect more diversity within our leadership teams We've amplified internal programs and channels for employees to report violations, including the ask list with a confidential integrity hotline and introduced an employee relations team dedicated to investigating employee concerns. We have strengthened our commitment to diversity, equality, inclusion, and combine our employee networks uh, at a global level to provide 
additional support. Employees mm -hmm. must undergo regular anti-harassment training and have done so for many years. I can tell you as an employee who has taken many of those and has watched people take many of those, those don't fucking matter. Nobody gives a shit. The only reason nope. why they give you those <laughs> courses is so that if you get caught doing something, they could say that they tried, hey, we tried, they tried to, to help. You. Yeah. That's How to the, be a human. It is 100% a legal thing. Mm -hmm. Don't even take any of that serious, seriously. No, no, I have seen guys who have signed that paperwork, who have openly, using company equipment, have openly gone to porn websites on a job site and showing, look at this amazing, you know, look at this. And I'm like, dude, what, like, so no, th this is not whatever. Anyway, uh, we are confident in our ability to demonstrate our practices as an equal opportunity employer that fosters a supportive, diverse, and inclusive workplace for our people, and we are committed to continuing this effort in the years to come. It is a shame that the DFEH did not want to engage with us on what they thought were uh, they were seeing in their investigation. Now, mm -hmm. aside from the legalities of mm -hmm. what's appropriate, what's not appropriate for like actually creating a lawsuit, mm -hmm. you know, statute of limitations, whatever, right. the fact that this is a 2013 2014 incidents that that they're that they're highlighting um i don't know legally whatever if if they could even file a lawsuit based on on stuff that has either been corrected or hopefully you, you think has been corrected but what i have seen and many people have seen on the internet which of course is the internet but it's like on twitter former employees that are much more recent employees that have left have said this is still something that's going on or was still going on mm -hmm. when they were there not that long ago. So, right. Yeah. I mean, who would have guessed the house that Call of Duty built of, with, all, with all its, you know, demographic of frat boys has like a frat boy culture going on in its workspace. Right. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but it's, right. <laughs> if you look at 2013 and you look at, look at those years, the three prior and the three after 2013, those were probably the biggest years Activision slash Blizzard had ever financially. Mm -hmm. Like they were just swimming in money. They mm -hmm. could do no wrong. Everything they put mm -hmm. out made a, made a crap ton of money. So mm -hmm. I imagine like the arrogance of the leadership oh, yeah. during those times, they probably thought nothing could take them down. Nothing could hurt them. Nothing like, could ever, like, you know. At the highest level of the right. company, you're like, right. who are you to say I can't, you know, do what I want with some random employee or like right. come on to some girl at some convention. Like there was like some horrible shit about E3 and like some hotel and like the Cosby suite that I was reading about today. That was just horrific when I was reading it. No, I didn't think anything. I didn't um, think anything of that. Right. So, you know, to mention the whole thing about harassment training, it's like, it's shit we all get in a company. Mm -hmm. And I feel stuff like that. It's when, when I see that, when they come with the like, either it's like harassment, cybersecurity, all those like essential workplace like certifications you gotta take to, mm -hmm. for for onboarding, mm -hmm. it's always like a slog. It's like, yeah, I know, I'm not a shitty person. I'm not gonna share company secrets. Can we just get through this shit? Like, right. you're not even reading the goddamn thing. It's like, it's all common sense questions. Blah blah blah. I'm done. Just give me the things. I can move on. They just want fine. your. All they want is your right. signature. That's right. all they want. The thing is, like, stuff like that isn't going to teach people who are shitty people to not no. be shitty. Right. People will be shitty up until the point where people call them out for being shitty. You right. can't teach that out of someone. Right. So what I want to say for, for anyone out there that goes through this, I know it could be tough. Find the support system and don't wait to let people know, to, to ring the alarm. Right. Because... They will continue doing this shit up until when they are properly caught because they're not being stopped. And not only that, but they typically get worse. Right. They, exactly. They typically will will do it more often. They'll do right. it more brazenly out in the open. Yeah, it's like a serial killer. Like it's more braver with each kill. It's like, all right, right. I've had my taste. You know, now I can move on to right. like, I'll kill during the daytime now. Like shit like that. It's like it just you got to speak out on these things yeah. I know and I know it's scary for if you're like in a low position and it's like a big deal company and like you got to pay your bills and I know it's tough and I have never been in that spot thank god yeah but find people that you can trust to be like listen this is going on and luckily today with how everything is like big brother being watched and with twitter being what it is everything's connected to yeah yeah so 
I think that it, now we're more afraid to like even offend someone on some level, lest it may blow up. So fortunately, that, that's a good knockoff effect that we're trying to mind our P's and Q's a little well, bit more. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in the workplace, there, there I, I, always, I would hope. Yeah, I would there hope. was always that that overcorrection, right? Like, right, yeah. When, thing, the when things go, going yeah, the, other the pendulum way goes so quick, so hard into that bro culture that. Mm-hmm. You know, that hor- that just what we just read, all of that, it goes so right. hard into that, that then it starts to gain momentum within the other way. And then right. we, for a few years ago in the Me Too movement, we hit that other side where mm-hmm. there was no and not to and I and when you say overcorrection, it's an opposite but equal reaction. It's 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 mm-hmm. simple. It's simple. Like it, the, the harder you punch, the harder you get punched. It's just the way it mm-hmm. is. So, right. you know, if we were so quick to not give a shit about the the you know who we're hurting and the victims when we're at our worst mm-hmm. why are we going to give a shit about people who are being accused of things like it was like right. you know no er, no matter what if you accuse somebody like the overcorrection was they did it whatever get rid of them right so now we're starting to swing and it's starting to come in the middle and started to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit and we're being a little bit more methodical about how we uh, approach this we approach this legally now we approach this mm-hmm. um with uh, with 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 th- these types of investigations, which mm-hmm. which can take take years, if not you know months, if not years, to do, and you're really building a case. You see this in other areas too. You see this in sports with the current pitcher for the Dodgers who is on a leave right. He's taking a leave right now because of a woman that accused him of choking her twice until she was unconscious um, oh while God. while while having a sexual encounter and. Fuck. The team took his merch down. The team, like they did all the stuff because it looks like more and more as they're investigating this, as it gets deeper and deeper, this is something like he's claiming is consensual. Rage. He's claiming it's consensual. She's claiming it's not. Oh, like she didn't get the safety word. Is that what happened? Yeah, that I mean, if you want to boil, yeah, is that how we swing it? Down, like, well, if, this is part of the game we were playing. It's like it was all right, so agreed upon beforehand, right? But apparently, you know, it wasn't. So, you know, you look at it and. I think now we're gonna we're almost at the sweet spot of pe- people should be way more afraid to be an asshole. They should mm-hmm. be if you're a bad person, it's you're you, there's more fear for yeah. you to be a bad person, especially in public. Which mm-hmm. you would think the opposite with all the like robbery and shootings that are happening in broad daylight. But we're talking more about workplace stuff, school stuff, right. things like mm-hmm. that. Um, hopefully, this this sparks a culture change because. From what Activision said in their in their release, there is they've made strides to try and make this a better thing. Now, like, as we said earlier, it seems like they haven't really hit it all out of the park, but you know, yeah, we'll it see. It makes you wonder how high this thing went because, like, some pretty senior people were involved in this. Like, I saw some of the names that were close with, like Jeff Kaplan, who hasn't been named in this, but he worked close with those who were let go. Right. Because of some really bad stuff. And right. I'm wondering, like, you got to you gotta weed them all out, get them all out of there, and just clean house. Yeah. Um, there, there's some more news. There's some more stuff to add to this. There's, yeah, this uh, thing is like, it just opened like the floodgates. Yeah. There, there's, uh, there's been informal protests, uh, denouncements from employees throughout mm-hmm. uh, throughout Activision Blizzard. Um they're holding a formal walkout. They held that today. Mm, that, was um, today yeah. that was today. Uh, calling on leadership to improve conditions. Um, the, this next part, I'm just... I don't even know what to think of it, but Activision Blizzard is paying people for to, to walk out. Almost like, no, we believe you. Go and support. Like, I feel uh-huh. like there's, there's other things you could do. Like, hey, everyone... Right. like. How about how about this? You you match their salaries and donate it to, you know, suicide prevention or, you or know, some women's shelter. Or something so, yeah, like, that. like so, you know, whatever. But in in any event, um, apparently, like there was uh, work on World of Warcraft ceased, mm-hmm. um, for a couple of days. I think this might have been last right. week. I'm not a, I'm not 100 sure when I read that. That's not on this article that I'm reading right now. But um, because people just said. We're we're done. We're we're leaving until a statement because Activision made a statement that the employees of Activision did not agree on. Like right, they, they were was, not happy with it. It was like Mad Libs. It was like just filled in. It was like filled right. in Activision and like it was a standard boilerplate like apology for these kind of things that just right. exists 
in some right. Google Docs somewhere, probably. Right. Yeah, it's it's ripped right. I mean, they probably just copy and pasted Ubisofts, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess to to kind of put a, a bow on this, mm-hmm. um, Activision Blizzard's huge company, Ubisoft huge company, EA huge company, um, Amazon huge company, like they're Google huge company. If the when you when you get hired someplace and they always talk about the culture, the culture. Oh, here's our culture, whatever. Um, it, that's all nonsense because mm-hmm. the culture comes from the people you hire. Mm-hmm. It comes from it comes from the people running the departments. The person who created the company is long gone. There's mm-hmm. no if it's a publicly traded company, probably there's a bunch of moving parts. All they care about is money, and if they could exploit everyone to make more money, they will. That's the true behind the scenes culture of every business anywhere ever. If you think for one second it's not, you are naive and I it'll happen and then you'll you'll realize it it'll open your eyes. It's fine. But the culture, the true culture, the day-to-day culture of a workplace starts with its employees and its leadership and you as an employee of of one of these companies, you can change the culture by calling people out on their bullshit, by mm-hmm. striving for for leadership positions, showing leadership positions, and getting people right. behind you. If if you can show that you are worth something to the people that are in your team, not the people above you, the people in your team, they will prop you up, and that is how you can change your culture in in your workplace. Get if somebody's being shitty, put them on blast, and and HR doesn't work for you. HR no. works is a hired they, entity they by the do corporation. Not. So HR is useless. They don't care about you. They never care They're about there you. They're to make you go away as quietly as possible. Right. They are there to to help the company mitigate damages when shit goes sideways. Um, they don't care about you. So with that being said, you got to create your own human resources almost. You have to create your own oh, representation that's, that's really good. Yeah. to each other. Like help that. each other out. If you see somebody being shit on, in some cases, literally, apparently, that's a fetish. I'm not, I don't kink shame. Um, you have to, you have to speak up for them. You have to get up there yeah. and you have to fight for the little guy, no matter, yeah. what, no matter what. Um, but let's move on. Let's, uh, oh baby, speaking of the little guy, that little little guy with the tiniest ego, Kojima, um, <laughs> has 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 he he has been. Well, let's just say we have sales numbers here, and this humble man um, mm-hmm. has had a, made a pretty good video game. He did, he did. He, he made a game that sold some units. Uh, Death Stranding mm-hmm. has officially sold 5 million copies on both PC and PS4 combined. That's not bad. It's not bad for a game that's a year and a half-ish old. So this comes from Jay Bohr. Now, Jay Bohr, when I see that name, my heart gets a little fluttery. Jaybor is the current, I think he's head of marketing and PR for Koji Pro. He used to be marketing guy for He's Konami. head of publishing. There you go. He used to be publishing, marketing, PR guy for Konami. Mm. And he was very clearly poached by Kojima right. for his company. But the reason why my heart gets a little bit, you know, flutter when I see his name, a bajillion years ago, when I used to write for a company called GamesAbyss.com. I've heard of it. My very first review copy that I received was for Castlevania Judgment, a horrible Castlevania fighting sorry. game, and it came from Jay Bohr. That's cool. <laughs> so he and I have, you know, we've been in touch over the years, and I'm trying to get him on the show. For oh, that'd the be a great one, yeah. Director's Cut for uh, Death Stranding, but... It's just funny seeing how people were saying how this game was a big of a flop for Sony, how there was like warehouses full of unsold copies of the game that they were trying to get rid of. And it somehow soured their relationship between Kojima and Sony. But here we go. Furthest from the truth, game was game sold very, very well. So I'm mm. glad to see that. And the future is looking bright for a Kojima. Yes. And now they're going to, he's going to release his final vision of the game that nobody got in the way of him making. Exactly, and, and it'll it'll get its uh, it'll get its boost now. Right. Um, speaking of a boost, everybody who has a penis uh, got a boost in their in their penile region, and women got all excited all over the world because Dead Space remake is finally a real thing, Andy. That's right, oh it's God. a real thing. The arousal is real. 
we oh the collect the internet has collectively just lost their fucking minds because How... EA was like, "Wow, Activision shitty, release the dead space." <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> How do I celebrate this without being salty about no new Silent Hill game? I'm going to try. I'm really going to try. Here, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it, Andy. going to try, Steven. It is way easier to remake a PS3 era game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than it is to remake a PS1 era game. So, yes, that's true. So the cool thing about this, I want to point a few things out. This is a completely current gen. Current gen. Current gen. Or next gen game only so it ain't gonna be on old shit so your ps4s your xbox ones your shadow like get it by the new hotness or get a souped up pc to play it on or i guess on a phone that has maybe a cloud. game pass or a cloud thing a with clouds. so that, that's kind of cool it's built from the ground up on yeah. newer shit which i love um one thing that i also saw was they're trying to include cut content from the original game in making the remake which is mm. kind of cool it's like it's not just the old shit shinier with some new mechanics. Like we're trying to make this the best vision possible for this remake. Mm. Plus the team working on this, that, that did um, the star Wars squadron games actually consulting with the original dead space team in this thing. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, I saw one funny headline about this game and it was funny that it was actual news that, and that was microtransactions won't be in dead space. And I'm just like, how is how, that? How would you even put it in there? Why is first of all, fine, I get it, but that shouldn't be a selling point for. A I game. guess it's EA, right? <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's like we're not gonna EA the fuck out of this game. Don't worry. Yeah. We're not because Dead Space Three had some really shitty microtransactions. Yeah. Woo. Um, Woo one of the things that all that uh, I don't know if it's in the no, it is not. Um, one of the things that came out of this whole EA week. <laughs> whatever oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. was that they are doubling down on single player Wasn't apparently for yes yeah they are going to be uh putting out more single player experiences local experiences uh less games of service type stuff mm -hmm. uh coming from ea in, in the near future so that's pretty cool that's really um, good that's good to see and as far as dead space go goes i i beat dead space one and two i never even bothered getting three because of how awful it got reviewed and everything and three was just so far from what made dead space good yeah i mean that that's that's what i what i gathered Th didn't that have co-op it was co-op yeah, and, and it had like the bl the blandest ever co-op character you could partner with isaac mm. he was so like an empty human being like he would have had no face. He was that plain. He had mm. no face. Yeah. And it was poorly written. It was way into, leaned way hard into action of over course. horror. Yeah. So I think the yeah. success of Resident Evil 2 remake um, really propelled the development mm -hmm. of Dead Space remake because they, it, it kind of shows you with modernization and with taking some modern tech and, and really bringing modern sensibilities into your, your game design. Right. You could really do a, a really, wonderful things with especially you know, the horror genre exactly and also like capcom is like holding down the market of triple a horror games right now like they have a lock on that genre like they're putting money into triple a horror when no one else is going to do that in the in the entire market and there's money to be made in that space and they're only doing it and no one else mm -hmm. so it's like yes please give me more of there's that room shit. there's room out there there is plenty of room Oh, speaking of room, is there any room for another Metal Gear Solid? Oh, fuck me. Okay. All right, Steven. <clears throat> we're going to go through this very slowly, very Please. delicately, and Please. we're not going to talk about conjecture or hypotheses or theories or, you know, conclusions or shit like that. Right. I'm going to give you some facts, and we're going to talk about it. Okay? Yes, Please. So Blue Box Game Studios, the yes. people that are, are trying to distance themselves from being a Silent Hill game, this abandoned game, which their app, you can download, I think, tomorrow on your PS5 and it launches oh, on August 10th. I'm not going to talk about the weird description of that app, what it does, how it's a real-time experience, how it's going <laughs> to utilize the haptics and the dual sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, to show something in a fucking not demo. Uh -huh. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to theorize on that. Okay. There was an image on their Twitter page that said abandoned, real-time experience, coming on this day, 
you can dial it on this time, yada, yada. And in the background is a very, it's, 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 it's a blurred image, but you can very clearly right. see a guy with an eye patch. Right. And you have to wonder what game are these guys playing? Mm-hmm. This is like high level trolling shit right now. I can understand the whole Silent Hill thing, Kojima conspiracy that was like around for a couple of days, like a few weeks back. And then all that kind of died down when it seemed like, okay, I think it was just these guys did some poor marketing or great marketing, or y'all look at it. Mm-hmm. But now it's blatantly calling out to Metal Gear in some way. So I, here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Now I'm gonna put on the tinfoil hat for a very for a very brief second. Okay. Uh-huh. Here's what I think what this whole thing is. I I think that this studio is a real studio and that abandoned is an actual game that's not sound hill or metal gear okay i i think that when they first showed this trailer out months ago and people thought that it was sound hill Mm -hmm. kojima was like you know what just go with it guys because i'm actually working on a silent hill game but you're not, but I totally am. Mm-hmm. So, so let the world think you're doing it. And then when it turns out not to be that, and it's like, oh, well, there's that, I guess it's not a Silent Hill. Then I release my shit. Now, another theory I had, this is the second theory I have. I'll make as brief as possible. Abandoned, I thought, is a very clever name because Silent Hill is an abandoned franchise. Yes. You can say that for all Konami franchises. You can say that for Silent Hill, for Castlevania, for Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. What if this is a way to say that, because there was rumors from last year that Sony had bridged the gap somehow between Konami and Kojima, that they were licensing Castlevania, Silent Hill, and Metal Gear from Konami to Sony. And there was a podcast I follow called Moore's Law is Dead podcast, November of last year, confirmed on their end that a Metal Gear remake is happening by Blue Point, and that Kojima was working on Silent Hills specifically. So I'm wondering if abandoned is a, a, it's abandoned IPs that we are now working on, in a sense. Mm. Again, it's a little, it's a little out there, it's a little kooky, but, and you know, you have on Twitter when someone asks Shuhei Yoshida, "What the fuck is this abandoned game?" He does the old like chin emoji, like the whole mm-hmm. like, mm, mm-hmm. yes, interesting. So it's like there's 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 this app thing and Sony's being really quiet about it. Uh, it's a lot of weird shit's going on. There was a Norman Reedus Instagram post today of him with Robbie the Rabbit from Silent Hill 3. Apropos of nothing, no context <sighs> at all. It's just there that exists for some reason. Of course so, it does. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 uh, I'm, I'm still on the on the on this weird ride, I guess. And somebody on Twitter, oh, we'll know. We'll know in a couple wrote, of days. wrote this, and and you would know because I didn't play Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. But this person says, at the end of Metal Gear Solid Five, there's a cassette tape, mm-hmm. Truth Records, mm-hmm. Les Enfants Terribles, mm-hmm. in which Ocelot talks about David and Eli being raised free range. In regards mm-hmm. to Les Enfants Terribles, he says, might as we uh, might as well call it abandoned. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> oh, it's also worth noting, Stephen, mm-hmm. that the eye patch is on the right side. That is not the le- big boss le- side. Left side. No, no. It's big on boss the ha- left eye. Big boss has it on the left eye. The blurred image on the blue box tweet has it on the right eye. That's how Solid Snake wore it in part four. It's the left eye. I'm looking at it no. right now. For Mega Solid 5, right? No, no, no. The abandoned image has the eye patch on the left eye. You're sure about that? I'm, I'm pretty positive. Sure it's on the right Unless side. it's a mirror, but it's not a mirror. Could be. 
could be. No, no, it's it, and there's there seems to be reflections of some words that are not seen here as well. Right. It's the left eye, but it's the right side of the picture, correct? Because mm-hmm. if he's looking at us, it's his left mm-hmm. eyeball, and it looks like he doesn't have hair either. Mm. <laughs> um, but I digress, as one should digress. <sighs> All right. Lots of so, digresses happening. I, I don't want to dwell on that for too long. You want to go into some sales numbers? Some Let's more sales do it. numbers, this, gonna, I, this is this is the this is it, man. This is the thing right here. There was like a lot of sales numbers this week. There sure was. Shit done sold really well lately. Lately. Go ahead. Hit me. Me? I hit you? Oh yeah, that's right. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. I'll open this up. Yeah, you usually like to do the sales stuff, so I just thought this was yours. Okay, uh, this is from Shinobi on the on the whole Twitter, Andy. Mm-hmm. Xbox, it's selling, mm-hmm. it's selling things. The mm-hmm. Xbox Series XS are the fastest selling Xbox consoles ever, with more mm-hmm. consoles sold life to date than any previous generation, says Microsoft CEO Natya Nadella. So right now, this thing is on the pace. Uh, it is it is doing better than any Xbox at at this current time of its of its life cycle, as the kids say. That that's that's pretty cool, but mm. we have some more stats here to go over, Andy. Mm. Yes. There's some more stats. Hit me. Gaming revenue has increased 11 percent mm-hmm. in fiscal year 2021 Q4. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing this growth, uh, let's see. This is coming. Oh, by the way, this is coming from Dom at Dom's playing. Uh, knowing this growth, my math shows Q4 sales games totaled $3.74 billion, which is a record Q4 for Xbox. Xbox content and services dipped 4%, and first party were offset by declines in third party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. There's a few things I want to touch on on this. Um, yeah. First of all, congrats on Microsoft. I mean, Series S and X are such in high demand, and they're great pieces of hardware. I wish I had mine, but Best Buy canceled my order. Oh no! For some for some unknown reason, Those and bastards. I was very mad about that. I think that's gonna be my uh, Steam Deck money anyway. So, oh well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, this is the fastest selling Xbox console to date. That is a an undeniable fact. That's true. The Xbox One, when it was launched was also the fastest selling Xbox console ever released. It mm-hmm. was it it outpaced the 360 by 1 million units in the same time frame that it was on the market. Mm-hmm. And I think ditto for the Series X and S. They're, I think they're outpacing by a million-ish compared to the Xbox One era in the same time frame. So I'm going to keep a close eye because the Xbox One had a huge start. Like it had some hiccups in the PR side and the pricing. It wasn't all there. And so I took advantage of that big time, but it still sold well when it was first released. But the end result was selling just over half of what the 360 did. So it really, it really dwindled down. Right. It hit uh, a wall, basically. Right. I don't see that happening with the Series X and S because they have such a huge library of first-party shit, the Bethesda deal, Game Pass. So the incentive is now there yeah. to invest in this platform more than ever. So I'm going to keep a close eye and see how this thing does. Especially like, long-term. Yeah. There, there's much more long-term investment right. happening and on the Xbox. I side. believe the even the Xbox One for the first three years was outpacing the 360. I think it, just, pff, it just couldn't yeah. Yeah. It, it hit that wall. Then that was that. I'm also this whole like third party software sales being down is also something I want to point out because what, cause I, I'm like a semi big sales guy. I, I like numbers and metrics. This is why I don't like it. When I see hardware up 174%, that sounds like a nice fancy PR spin. I want to see actual numbers. Like yeah. what did you sell? What's out there? Cause of course the series X and S way popular than the Xbox one. It, you know, compared to last year, anyway, no one was buying that thing, but that was, that was like on the, towards the end of its life. Right. So if you're comparing hardware to the tail end of a sort of lukewarm received console to the new hotness, there's going to be a huge spike. I get that. I just want to see the numbers for one thing. And then on the third party sales side, I'm wondering I see more and more when it comes to third-party games being released on PC, Switch, PS, PlayStation, and Xbox, very small numbers on the Xbox side. And I feel it's like the knockoff effect of Game Pass. It's people thinking, this may come to Game Pass later, so I'm not going to buy it right away. Or it's on Game Pass now, so I'm not going to buy it anyway. 
and you're seeing like 10% of new games, 20% of new games on Xbox systems and like 80% on PlayStation. Or like, I think the most recent game I saw was Chris Tales, which is on, it's on Game Pass now. It was like 35% PlayStation, 50 something on Switch and like 10% on Xbox. Mm. So I think that's like where you're seeing that lull in the third party sales. And I wonder how folks react to that on the third party side. I don't know. I feel like that could be a, a potential well, issue. Yeah, I mean, you on know, the third party, some end. of these games are on Game Pass. So, like, what? Right. How, but like, what do they look? But listen, what do they look like, at Res- that as? You know, right. But like Resident Evil Eight, it was like such a low number of sales on Xbox systems. It was like twenty five percent on Xbox, mm. and like a, the huge majority is on PlayStation. Right. So um, speaking it's of just something that's though. interesting. Oh yeah, with actual with numbers. Yeah, this one ha- this <laughs> one has numbers. numbers. Yeah. Um, and this is gonna to cap the whole numbers situation. But PS5 mm-hmm. sales top 10 million as it becomes the fastest selling PlayStation console ever. Mm-hmm. So not only is the Series X the fastest uh, Xbox console being sold, but PS5 is now the best selling, uh, fastest selling console, um, which basically means the same thing up to this part in its life. Mm-hmm. It is selling more than any console up to the same uh, part mm-hmm. in its life. So it's uh, 248 days total. So 10 million in less than a year. That's pretty fucking big, actually. I just I, in a I, yeah that's, in a pandemic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like chip shortages. Um, it's that's, only that's, 20 that's... days. It's only 20 days ahead of the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so le- a little bit less than a month ahead. So we all know the PS4 was was pretty huge when it first came out as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's some other things here. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales has sold a grand total of six and a half million copies uh, mm-hmm. around the world. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has shipped 1.1 million units since its launch. And Returnal has sold five, uh, 560,000 copies since its mm-hmm. launch, which honestly is a huge success for them. Anything over 300, I think, was, was, a, was a big success for that team. I mean, for a double-A game of like a niche within a niche market already. Yeah. It's an M-rated roguelike sci-fi horror game shooty shooty game um uh, i do want to say one thing about this God. Stephen. Or I, have a, mm-hmm. I got a few thoughts actually is first of all it's over oh it's the, over. I, the, the the console generation has been decided the winner oh. is now sony oh i see okay because you know listen I, I don't set the standard oh okay the ones that are in charge set the standard oh they, and who, they, and who the, would that be andy they set the rules Microsoft itself set the rules. Oh, Microsoft set the rules. Microsoft. That's interesting. Declared that um, history has shown, is the exact quote, that the first company to reach 10 million in console sales wins the generation battle. Oh, I see. Which is also, I read an interview not too long ago. It's ironic. Pr- prior to the to this generation launching, Peter Moore. You know Peter Moore, right? Peter Moore. Sure. Yeah. Who said, always remember, first to 10 million units wins. Okay. And this is actually a, a fun interview because it's him talking to Michael Pactor, who's like the absolute worst like analyst that ever analyzed. <laughs> oh, those <laughs> because, are shots fired. Because he's saying like Microsoft is waiting for like Sony to blink first on pricing and then they're going to come undercut them by like $100. It's like you could not have been more wrong. First of all, Microsoft announced their pricing first and there was no undercutting. There was no waiting, no blinking. It was like, bro, quit quit your day job at this point. But uh, yeah, congrats to Sony for winning the generation. First of 10 it's million. In, it's in the book. It's, 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 it. it's locked in now. Uh, but on a more serious note, Spider-Man, I, I really want to know how many of those sales were on PlayStation 5 versus PlayStation 4. Mm, that would be interesting. Because yeah. I'm, I'm always I'm seeing this trend that whenever a bundle of PS5s is dropped in any particular region, you see the miles sales spike up dramatically. Yeah. It's like folks are waiting to get their hands on that system to buy Miles Morales. Miles is definitely the game that, you know, a, a much wider audience can enjoy to show off their their new shiny hardware Mm -hmm. um it's for pretty much all ages really right and the last thing i want to say when it comes to the true winner of all this news bit it's sony and it's because 
they have just proved that spending you're such a pony i swear to god (laughs) buying buying insomniac games for 220 million dollars 220 has proved to be like the smartest acquisition ever for them Mm -hmm. when their recent game sells 1.1 million their game before that sells 6.5 million (laughs) and they're doing all the heavy lifting for the ps5 so far they're carrying that shit on their shoulders. I mean, they have help from like Returnal, Demon Souls. You know, we got Astrobot in there. We got other shit. They, they doubled but their money already in sales. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. smartest buy. That's I not think. how it works. They spent a lot more right. money than that. Right. And it makes you wonder <laughs> what the fuck Spider-Man Two is going to look like in terms of sales. Um, it's going to look like um, it's going to look like heaven. I think. Right. It's going to look like heaven. But yeah, and, and, and in any case, listen. Everyone's doing great. I love it. I love when everyone's happy and healthy and selling good shit. That means good games are going to come our way. Yes. We will gobble that shit up. Mm-hmm. So congrats to everyone across the board, except for the hype zone. Yes. I was going to say congratulations <laughs> to all Nintendo Switch owners. Another banger offering from Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System July 2021 games. Andy. Please give us a rundown of what we can expect to to play on our retro machine in the coming moments here. Steven, we yeah we 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 quibble a lot. We quib. And I like the word quibbling. quibbling. It's a fun word. Quibble. Quibbles and bits about the quality of our monthly subscription um, game services and the games they give us. Right. For buying into that. Oh, speaking service. of PlayStation Plus's next offerings are terrible. Right. So again, we're talking about PS Plus, and August mm-hmm. is kind of meh. Yeah. We talk good. about what's coming up for games for gold. Game Pass also, looks really good. Kind of a lot of good game additions pass. for Game Pass. Game Pass has some good shit, but Nintendo proves time and time again time that and they time. are they are top notch, upper echelon at, at, at quality. It's true. We are getting. For the month of July, Claymates. Yes, love Claymates. Jelly, Jelly Boy. Oh, okay. And Bamboozle. Now, I just want to read to you the reaction from the Nintendo community on this YouTube video, which is sitting right now at 3,000 likes and 15,000 dislikes. Some of the warm reception that Nintendo was getting. You know, there's that one person who's like, oh, yes, Jelly Boy. You guys are not even trying anymore. Earthbound? That's a cool way of spelling Jelly Boy. Meanwhile, in an alternate universe, fans, we want Jelly Boy. At this point, Nintendo was trolling. It's my favorite one yet. How to turn even your most loyal fan base into pirates. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever runs the Switch Online games clearly didn't have a good childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, at least they didn't announce that Jelly Boy was an OLED-optimized game. (laughs) And there's so many more. There's so much gold. They were roasted for this lineup. Nintendo, what are you doing? Andy. What are you doing? Steven, yes. Much like Nintendo's online service, this show has come to an end. Come to an end. <laughs> it, it has. It has done. We have done it. Uh, we. I honestly, if whoever green lights this online stuff, these retro games, need, needs a stern talking to, because mm-hmm. it is with the with the incredible library that the Super Nintendo has. Mm-hmm. This just, it's it's baffling. It's it truly is baffling. Were there that many licensed games that were that were top? Like, is that why? Are there? Are there? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I it. don't. I don't. Like, you have so much that that you own that you can give away. Yeah, but all I guess like, uh, you know what ruined it? The <laughs> the Capcom collection, the this that collection, all those shits coming out right on the Switch. That's what ruined it. 
because they should have said, no, 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 you can't put that collection on here. We're, we want you to uh, put them in a we subscription put stuff. Chip and Dale and DuckTales on like the Nintendo online yeah. service. Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. Anyway, folks, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. This has been great. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens on Twitter and at dual screens on Instagram. I am at Batchow27. Andy is at PantsGuy. And you can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash DS Podcast. Thanks again to everyone listening, everyone watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up. Tell your friends, hey, these two guys, these two idiots are kind of entertaining. Let's hang out with them. Let's 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 listen to their shows. And don't forget to listen to our other show every single Friday, except when Andy forgets to put it on YouTube, because he's a dumb idiot. <laughs> Go to youtube.com slash dual screens TV and check out our interview show, uh, the dual screens podcast where we interview indie developers, voice actors, producers, all sorts of people involved in indie game development. Uh, we have some great shows in the can. We have a lot, a lot of good stuff coming up. Very exciting. Um, so please go check those out. We've had some of our best episodes ever, uh, this last, this past month. So Mm -hmm. go over there and, uh, show us some love. Show us some love. That's going to do it. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. Thank you, my son, for coming in during the show. Oh, yeah. I, might, I might cut that out. I don't best, know. We'll see. Best best raid ever. We'll see. <laughs> that maybe, I don't know. We'll see. And as always, please be excellent to each other. <laughs>